0: And welcome to episode number 86 of the Average Man Podcast, Dreams, brought in there by the smooth sounds of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, this week's episode is a chat with Katie Evans from The Junction Co. Um, the Junction Co is a, an art gallery here in town, and Katie and I had a wicked chat uh, today actually about... Yeah, the a little podcast that they're doing through the um through the pot through the, uh, the the gallery actually, and also just about a bunch of cool stuff that's going on around town uh, at the moment and coming up next year to do with the um the arts and creative community here in town. So yeah, let's just jump straight into it and let um Katie tell her story. And uh, yeah, thanks for everybody for listening. A big shout out to the Lit App who had on last week. Shout out to the Junction Co. Um, and yeah, uh, shout out to all the local headland businesses around town, mate. Um yeah. Uh, Let's just get into this one, episode number 86 of the Average Man podcast. Dreams. Peace. You reason with her. I can sort of do that when I'm in a good. If I've had enough sleep. Yeah. Um, I've gone live there, Katie. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Nice little natural start to it. <laughs> um, welcome to episode number 86 of the Average Man podcast. This one's called Dreams. So I thought it was, you, you flicked through some songs for me. I thought it was. Um, uh, a good time to, to pump out some some Fleetwood Mac. Seeming that one went viral on, on TikTok recently. It's been all, all over the place. You've seen that video, all those videos.
1: I, uh, I must admit I'm in the generation, although you're probably a bit cool for me. Mm. I haven't really followed TikTok.
0: I don't really follow TikTok. I have watched it with my kids, but <laughs> I hear other people. It went viral, so you hear people talking about it sort of uh, all over the place. Um. Yeah, and then they use the song "Dreams." This is some, some dude. Is because I think TikTok gives you like um they have their own songs on the platform. You can get like a loop from it yep. and record your video. And there's just this dude on on like an electric skateboard. He'd be oh, in his like forties. Yeah, 40s. I've seen yeah, I've seen yeah, that. yeah, drinking yep. like the the blueberry yep. juice or whatever it is. Yeah, just and love and life.
1: Yeah, I I have seen all of the people doing the takes so of. Of that. It's yeah. pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, and everyone's got their own take. Yeah, it's on YouTube and stuff, everything now, but I think it started on, on TikTok, so that's where that comes from. Um Yeah, well, well episode number 86, as I said, have got Katie Evans here from the Junction Co., and you're the executive officer here?
1: I am. It's Sounds yeah. very formal, but Katie, oh, Katie, Katie.
0: Katie, Katie from the Junction Co. And yeah, thanks for hosting us here. So you got us, um, we're at the gallery here, bit of a, we've both got kids at home, so uh, somewhere we could get away and and get some, um, get something recorded. We've been working on this for a little while and I think we met at um, a a mutual friend's daughter's birthday. Mm -hmm. And I think um, Sarah, sorry, um, she works here as well. Sam works here as well. So yeah, just sort of said that you guys are doing some cool stuff around here and we should catch up and have a chat.
1: Yeah. So here we are. Wow. She's she's helping uh, do all the cool stuff. So
0: yeah. Um, well, with this Junction Co here, is this locally owned, or what's the what's the deal with this little spot here? Because, like I said, I've only been in here once for. Um, like an exhibition, I think, maybe twice, when you have some like those exhibition nights and it's open, you cruise through and there's a bit of stuff going on out on the grass and that?
1: Yeah, I think um, so the Junction Co really started when I was on maternity leave with Mm -hmm. said daughter who's probably not asleep at home. Yep, right, Um, yep. uh, So that would have been, gosh, two and a bit bit years ago and it started with – Ten, 10 of us, mm. we're all makers and artists, and we did a pop up shop at Dalgetty House.
0: All right, uh, yep, yep.
1: I hazard a guess, not many people have been there, unfortunately, but it is definitely worth a visit. It's like a little old house down on the corner of Anderson. Yeah, and I've Wedge.
0: seen the sign because Dalgetty House rings a, rings a bell.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. It's uh, a little dusty, and once cleaned, Opened it up, beautiful. So we did a uh, pop-up shop, bar and workshops mm. for a weekend and it just went off. And so then we were like, hmm, we should do it again. So we did it again. And then we got asked to do um, a pop-up shop in Newman. Oh, yeah. So we headed up to Newman, did a pop-up shop there. And then we were chatting with them and we were doing some arts workshops over in Newman. Started last year for mm. six months. And during that time, we also popped in a tender to manage the courthouse gallery and studio. all right right. So that really – the last year is when it really kicked off.
0: And it all started to come in together at the same time by the sounds of it. What, what was happening here beforehand, before that? So it's
1: still a gallery. Yeah. So the town of Port Hedland owned this facility and 20 years ago, um, an amazing group of artists, predominantly women, mm. Um, bandied together the courthouse had just closed it was sitting here vacant and they were like let's make it into a community art space and so then they lobbied hard to co-own the building Mm. so it was i'm not quite sure the lay of the lands in terms of that at the moment but um 20 years ago they did their first exhibition and it has evolved significantly um form who's a huge advocate Um, Here in town, they manage Spinifex Hill Studios. Okay, yeah. They manage the facility for ten years, eight to ten years, and then um, Tender came up, Junction popped it in and won, and here we are.
0: And and, um, forms um, an acronym for something? No,
1: no, they're based in Perth, so they're another arts organisation. They manage... Effects Hill Studios and then the Good Shed in Perth. So yeah, we um we're really honored to be be the custodians of Port Hedland's art gallery.
0: Oh, that's really that's really cool. What what was happening over at Dalgetty House before and since then? Does it just sit there? What is it? What was it?
1: So it's a historical society, so it's like um a place where you can go and find out about the history of Port Hedland. Yeah, right. Um, so – bit like
0: a little museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Except a lot of the, the artefacts you'd have in museums from around here wouldn't fit inside a building because they're big mining <laughs> equipment and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so. I
1: reckon. Um, no, it's actually a really lovely collection. They've, like, captured, like, the racing history, the pearling history, the pastoral history, mm. um, Kumbana, uh, one of the um, – I guess major ships It's sunk off the coast here. There's a huge display about that. Yeah, right. Um, yeah.
0: I should really get in and have a look. <laughs> hey, I've been in town long enough. I have Driven past it enough times. Okay, so it kind of it formed kind of organically that mm. what the, what you guys are doing here at the moment, and it's just obviously there's something the town was was screaming out for. Hey.
1: Yeah, I think I guess all, um, the the bit that's really special is that within the ten people we collectively. So we went through formalising, so we're mm. an incorporated association. Mm. But um, within the, the, the people that um, are members of the Junction Co., there's combined like 120 years of living in the Pilbara. Yeah, wow. Well. So there's that local knowledge, there's the skills, um, just good people and, mm. you know, my friends.
0: Well, that's the thing about this town is people don't know why – quite often that they fall in love with it while they stay. You know, everyone comes here with this little plan or whatever, not everyone, but a lot of people do, with the idea that they're going to come in, do something in a certain period of time and and, and get out. And then a lot of those people fall in love with it and end up staying here for long, long, long periods of time become parts of the community. And, you know, I'm sort of one of those people as well. It's just something about it that, that's capturing and, and it's the, it is the community. Like, you know, obviously the landscape's beautiful uh, in places and at times as well, Um and the weather's pretty mint some part of the year as well, but it's the the community, isn't it, that that, that, that attracts people to to, to come and to stay?
1: Well, I came um, almost eight years ago with my backpack. Mm. I was in my late 20s. I'd worked through lots of different um, industries and was keen to, to be honest, earn some big dollars. Mm. Um, And my... I I guess I kind of had two years in my mind But time is irrelevant to me sometimes yep. And so I came here I did a call out to friends um, Someone lived here So I was like Can I live with you for a little while I started working at BHP A few years there And met my husband
0: At BHP? Uh, just yep in town. yep. yep.
1: Um, And an opportunity came up to work in the arts here And yeah. I had a little design business in Melbourne but had been working in project management. So mm. no formal art training or design training but
0: – What does that mean though really? Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, that's something I've wondered about, um, I've mused about in the past. Like I have no idea about the, the – um, I guess the formal arts world, you know, as such. But I was often think it's, it's – I understand that um, – of the history side of things and how like... I understand that there could be a lot to teach um, as far as perspective and all that kind of thing goes, but actual art is something that you kind of feel and, and make up and interpret yourself, isn't it? So it's a weird thing to to have a... I don't know. I've always wondered that. What, what do they teach when you're doing it like... Is a lot. It? Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't. Yeah. I don't mean it like that. I just want. I, I muse on it. Like I'm not mm. blown off the as a as a serious. You know. I don't even know where you study art. It, to be honest, whether where where is it a, um, a university thing, type thing? Yeah, yeah. 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 To be. I guess you'd be lecturing and all that sort of stuff. I've just always wanted, like, yeah. It's su- such an interpretational thing. You can just kind of step into it and and really take to it, can't ya?
1: And I guess that's the. I mean, I've got very formal training, like, you know, a few degrees from a few different places. Mm. And I guess the one thing I learned from that was how I learn. And Mm. in the rise of Google, you can... Self-teach. Self-teach. But what is wonderful in... I guess that's one of the things that we offer here is that We recognise that in Port Hedland you don't have access to uni or TAFE to do the qualifications. There used to be one here in town and we're actually working to get a qualification back here in Mm. town in that space. But to be able to work and talk to your peers, like that's where you get that feedback and the technical know-how or just Mm. grow really. And that's really one of the, the most amazing things that the people that created this space 20 years ago, for them to recognise the legacy of how creative this town is, mm. um, they should – hats off to them.
0: Yeah. And I should clarify what I what I meant just a minute ago. I wasn't saying that um, I don't think it's something that is um, valid being taught on a, on a, at a university level. I was literally saying I don't know where it's taught. It's not something I've actually ever mm. looked into or asked the question of and – Again, what I meant was I just wonder, I've mused on it. Oh, I wonder what that's all about, what they teach, because, you know, at the same time, you can find an artist off the street or something, you know, someone who's just got a sort of a talent and can get world-class sort of, um, you know, art from, from them, from someone that's really, at times, can't even... You, you find people that don't even... Um, don't even uh, communicate properly on uh, say they can't re- people who can't even read or write can be brilliant at art. You can mm. have autistic people who can just be brilliant at art, that kind of thing. So it is something that you know, an engineer's degree. You need to be an engineer. Is that's what I was getting at? Like yeah. it's it's as as much as there is obviously. It's innate. Um,
1: it's within yeah,
0: you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um,
1: and I guess uh, for me, the interesting thing is that push-pull between. What's innately creative within someone to then be able to go, okay, do this as something that's going to be your livelihood. Mm. And I think that's a really challenging one where we encounter a lot of people who are like, I just love it for a hobby. Mm. My day job, I'm a pharmacist. or. But the flip of that is for me, trying to encourage people to within the community to recognize, okay, creativity doesn't mean that you're just an artist. We've got like five dance schools here. We've mm. got musicians. You doing a podcast is in my eyes, creative. Mm. Um, understanding the the audio mm. and sound setup. We've got graphic designers, Sammy, who we 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 met. We've got across the way from where we're chatting, and then like literally two feet from me is, Items that someone's made and is living as, mm. like, I think that's the, that's the exciting thing that I think is within the Pilbara. Like we talk about the Junction Code just happening organically. It's actually my livelihood now mm. and the livelihood for eight, eight other people who live in this community. Yeah. And we're helping that grow. So Port Hedland should be real proud with that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's cool. And, man, when you start talking about it, opening up the different, um, alleyways and there's, so,
1: there's there's so, so many
0: yeah 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 it's really all encompassing anything creative isn't it the arts oh. anything creative and that's like you say the podcast something that's why I started doing the podcast with kids I've always been into you know, into music I played drums growing up my whole life and then I've been. As much as I love all styles of music, I was never. Uh, I started making hip hop like before I had kids oh, tracks, just because oh, it was something I could do on my own. We yeah. moved up here, and I still wanted to make music, be involved in music. Didn't have a band or connections. I didn't even have a drum kit anymore. I think I had an electric drum kit when I first moved here. Still, I thought I'll, I'll do hip hop. I'll use GarageBand and make my own beats. And then it's still really, really time consuming. So when the kids came along, I did nothing for a while, and I was like really itchy to do something, create something. And I've got all this shit bouncing around in my head all the time. Yep. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just start a podcast. I love podcasts. I love listening to them. So it is, for me, my creative outlet, you know, mm. it, it kind of, and I feel good afterwards. I feel like I've accomplished something. I feel, like, real clear inside, you know, same as you do if you go for a nice long walk down the beach or something or you do some, one of those things that clear your mind. It does that Does that for me.
1: Definitely. So, and yeah. I, th- I think that that's the, you know, you want to get to a point where there's definitely great to have art for art's sake and that's going to help the livability. But... Imagine if everyone who was bold enough to go, right, I want to be an artist. I'm just going to continue being an artist forever. Ditch the mm-hmm. the day job. This is my day job and I'm yeah. going to live that out. Um, so maybe you'll become a pro podcaster. And Mate,
0: oh, I'd love it. I'm going to keep working at it. But that's honestly <laughs> one of the big things I do this podcast for is because that – that what you just said that gives me such a like so much energy and such a good vibe. People chasing what they actually love to do mm-hmm. in life. Like we need everyone. We need all the, the, the people with degrees who make all the. Who oh, do,
1: and they love doing that. But a you lot know. of people
0: do. I and mean, but we also need we also need people you know, um, doing uh, waste management and and just and, and cleaning you know houses and apartments and buildings and all that kind of like we need everyone to do what they do. So not you definitely would never shit on anybody's job you you got a job you're doing what you you need to do to, to make ends meet but not everyone loves their job that's just the fact of it actually probably most people don't i've
1: never but, understood that yeah find what you love doing well and
0: that's the thing i think you're lucky if you at least know what you love because some people don't even know that so they're in a job they don't really enjoy they don't even know what they do enjoy so they're just kind of in, in that nine to five grind and so if you know what you love um the fact that then there's people going out and following that and chasing it, that I love that. It gives me such a vibe and that's why I'm doing this podcast to find people who are doing that chat to them. It, it gives me energy and it just – with the resources we have nowadays with the internet and, you know, like um, the data sharing and then, you know, different forms of media like a podcast – there's so many so much more uh, opportunity for people without all those gatekeepers sort of mm. um, dictating who gets a start yep. so it's such a great time for creativity in general
1: oh and i just oh, we just had um, the web business hubs right next door and they just had launchpad which mm. is like a um, essentially the sh- a shark tank kind of setup where mm. you are pitching to investors that's cool um and there were i think 12 Maybe 14 people in the Port Hedland final, mm. and half would have been Creative Enterprise. Yeah, right. Which was just so cool to sit in the audience and be like, yeah, go to the clothing company. Yeah. Go yeah. to the artist who's wanting to create, you know, home range, homewares. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, no, it's good. And it's, it's good to see the town growing um, more towards that because. You know, it's a mining town and then typically in the past we've had big FIFO, um, um, you know, know, transient community that comes and goes and it's sort of... I find that leaves the town hollow, Mm. you know, in its peaks and valleys. So moving towards a town that's more fleshed out with you know having a marina and having more parks around the place more infrastructure having art in town having people starting their own little businesses you got the um, across the road you bungalow. got the, the little bungalow yeah. across the road there like you know even though it's can be hard for small business in this town because the rents are through the roof and things like that i think you're seeing a lot more of that now and that's, that's something that the town really needs. You know, that, that, that's what's good for the soul of the town, you know, mm-hmm. rather than just the industry. So yeah. it's cool seeing that sort of stuff happening it's, and it's really interesting that a lot of it is, um, like you say, creative people. And how it calls out The business hub there as well, like, you know, it's just local business is getting a real boost at the moment. It seems like the spotlight's on it, which is cool. Mm. You know? yeah. We
1: just, um, uh, behind the door, which is to our right while we're talking, is um, Portside Soap. Hmm. And we just launched that on Friday night, actually. So yeah, right. We'll uh, it's a, a new soap enterprise that we've embarked on, I guess.
0: Through the, the you guys yeah. here at the Junction? Co? Yeah, yeah, through the
1: Junction. So I guess I was keen to um, diversify where we got funding for the organisation and mm-hmm. that an opportunity came up as a result of COVID. Mm. Um, we got some seed funding, um, so we got a chance to be able to develop and produce um, low-cost soap mm. combined with, uh, I guess, a little bit more of a a flash type of soap. Mm. Not overpriced at all, but um, it's going to reach to a nice audience over yeah, cool. East Australia, which is really cool because we've got three soaps, Pilbara Worker, mm-hmm. Red Dirt and Salton Sea. Salton sea so, uh, That's cool. Selling the... The dream and the lifestyle.
0: (laughs) In a bar of soap. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. Hey, it's funny you say that an opportunity came up through COVID because um, we've really... Uh, that that kind of bullet missed us up here, didn't it? Mm. It's been actually a really productive year in the Pilbara. Like, a lot of opportunities been there. There's been a lot of work. Um, there's been people coming here because this was a place to get away from where, where it wasn't doing so well. In other places like Melbourne, you say you're from, from Melbourne. I mean, obviously, they're just pulling themselves out of the dirt now. Yeah. Um. But what it, it's been a great time for us here. It's hard. You've obviously, you've got to... Re- look at the bigger picture and know that people's, you know, businesses and livelihoods and stuff have been crushed and that's horrible and it's been very stressful for a lot of people. But as far as we go here in the Pilbara, it's been pretty, um, yeah. Surreal. Pretty smooth and yeah. actually quite positive for a lot of people. Yeah. So, yeah. Um,
1: I guess, yeah, I mean, my folks are in Melbourne I've got a lot of mates in Melbourne, mm. and you would
0: hear about it from how, from their point of view and what it's been like, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't, For a long time, they couldn't even go uh, outside of work if you had uh, if you were um you know essential worker. They couldn't even go like five k's out of their own no. from where they live.
1: My um my poor friend, she um they they were in the first lot of lockdown, mm. and then her poor her poor son broke his leg the day they were that lockdown finished. And so they were housebound. Oh, and then man. two days before the next lockdown occurred, the cast came off. So this, she was uh, about six months with oh, her <laughs> little two-and-a-half-year-old. Oh. But anyway, we're so lucky. Yeah. And it happened over winter for us, which yeah. is even... Yeah. more of a blessing we don't
0: we, we, we don't go anywhere <laughs> anyway we just we, we were able to go camping and yeah. down the beach and get outside like you know it was probably a what was it a month de- month or something where you couldn't really do anything maybe <laughs> six weeks
1: six weeks we closed down until mid-june mm. or start of June um, our we missed two exhibition openings here yep. at the gallery but yep. we did a drive-by exhibition opening for oh, the yeah. jury Art prize which was pretty cool, cool. yeah. Um yeah, people
0: got really innovative there for a while, hey? There was like drive-by baby showers and all sorts yeah. of stuff going down. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, the drive-by exhibition was really fun and it actually got a whole new different audience because an exhibition opening might seem a little off-putting for some. Mm. Um, but, you know, you could put your family in the car, cruise around, stop off, have a picnic and get, get keep back going. And get yeah. yeah,
0: and a facelift for the term drive-by too. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon. Well, they
1: um, – they cruised, we projected images onto the silos down yeah. near the port. Oh yeah. And then in behind the um the Esplanade. Yep. So we didn't do a drive by via the pier, very close. But uh <laughs> yeah, that would have re <laughs> returned the drive by.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, so one of the main reasons uh, uh, we we caught up. I'm just interested in hearing about the whole background of the whole thing, anyway. But specifically, you guys have got a podcast you're doing through the gallery here, um, Allied Creative Voices of the Northwest. Is that right? Uh, it is
1: called Yeah, is creative, creative Creative Voices. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Creative Voices. Creative of Voices
0: them. of the Northwest.
1: Yeah. So we started that as a result of COVID. Okay. Um, there was an opportunity to bring a few people up. Mm. COVID happened. So we were like, why don't we still talk to these people?
0: What were you bringing them up for? To
1: To do conversations and workshops here in Headland, face-to-face. And we were like, well, actually, we're all just on Zoom. um, So let's keep chatting to them. Hmm. So I interview, well, we've got about eight um, different interviews. So it's cool. It's a small podcast at this oh, point.
0: They've all got to start from zero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're more monthly than weekly. Yeah. Um, uh, so we've interviewed psychologists, puppeteers, graphic designers. Hmm. Um, we've interviewed historians, um, all sorts of different people. So out of the eight, they're quite – Yeah. you know, yeah. I think so, they're quite interesting.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely. Is, is that um, – is it audio only, or are you putting the the YouTube the, the video up on YouTube as well, or nah, just doing the audio? No, just audio.
1: Just audio. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're learning as we go into our well, setup.
0: That, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, because that but that putting Zoom straight onto YouTube's pretty straightforward because it it saves all your um video, uh, your video for you. Because I've since COVID done a few Zoom um podcasts as well. I was really uh, because of like using FaceTime and stuff in the in the past, and obviously it's always getting better as well. You we know how it's real clunky and you talk to a family and it's like never – it just yep. never works really. Uh, so that was what I had in my mind of, of like a Zoom um, sort of setup. Then um, it was actually Ibs and Kate from, from Ironworks taught me into doing one when we couldn't get out of the house. So we did a Zoom podcast and I was like, that was actually pretty good. Like I knew them already so it was – you know, we didn't have the the awkwardness of meeting via – a, a laptop with a bit of delay on it. But it worked pretty well. Yeah. So I thought, okay, you know, I can run with this for a while since can't get out of the house. I'll just keep, you know, instead of just doing all my podcasts on my own. And then it opens it up to me speaking to people down in Perth and over east as well, you know.
1: Well, and that's the beauty of it because, I mean, there's experts and interesting people all across Australia, of course. Yeah. Um, but we want to be able to tailor it to what programming we've got happening here in the Pilbara. Yep. And I guess – we know what the audiences here are interested in listening to, mm-hmm. um, so and also it's a great excuse to be like, hi, famous person, yeah, can we have a chat?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's really cool, man. Um, it, where is it? Where is it up? Is it up on all your like Spotify yep. and, and Apple Podcasts yep. and the Google yeah. ones, which I don't even know what they're yeah. called? But which,
1: yeah, which which still cracks me up that I can like. You know, when we're putting our music on every morning here mm. in the gallery, I can go into Spotify and like potentially listen to yeah. myself.
0: It's right, it's right, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, Hello, it's, it's cool, just eh? That. Uh, do you, what are you using as a host?
1: Um, so we record um, through Zencaster and then. Zencaster. And but they we publish host, it? No, Anchor. We Anchor. Oh, I use Anchor yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Based on your advice.
0: Ah, there we go. Yeah, no, that'd been really good for me. I, I couldn't record through it because I lost a few episodes doing that. Um, so your garage band that I upload to Anchor and it just whew, publishes it out. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Which is very, very cool. Um, and what I was saying before about that that video as well is it's literally it, it takes your your audio and cuts it for you and then there's a video and you just go straight put that straight onto to YouTube and it's just you know your face their face on the on the on the screen. But it's funny that um, what I'd noticed about other people's podcasts and just other forms of medium that media that um, YouTube seems to have its a bigger, a bigger f- sort of following. I don't think that most people are listening to my podcast on YouTube, but in general, if you see people who have like a like a social media presence or a following, um, that their YouTube page is always much larger. Yeah, so okay. whether that actually transfers to views or not, I'm not sure. But it does seem to be a bigger pool of people that at least have subscribed yeah, okay. that subscribe to things on YouTube. So I thought it was worth hitting that market as well i'm still in the middle of figuring out how to record well i've got the means to record my podcast so i could have my little gopro here right now but getting that um footage down small enough to put on my laptop and then onto youtube is still something i'm i'm working on
1: i enjoy that um i'm sitting here right now and haven't brushed my hair all day so yeah uh, yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> Maybe I'll be a video in a few months time. Yeah,
0: yeah, fair huh? enough. Huh? No, it is it is good for that to just be a just be a voice.
1: Yeah. But it's um it's I really enjoyed it. I um had a great chat with a lady, um Tess McCabe from she's a graphic designer in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And it just was really interesting. Um and you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I go walking mm. and I'm all for it. I think it's great what you're doing here.
0: Closed-down conversations where your phone's on silent if you've even got it near you, um, and you're sitting there one-on-one on one or one-on-two or three, whatever it is, it's a closed conversation that we're all agreeing that we're sitting here for X amount of time just chatting about whatever. It's such, such, such a refreshing thing, and so to get someone really interesting on, like someone who's a respected graphic designer like that, and to just be able to sit there and just talk to them where the questions you'd go into and things you'd, you, you'd want to ask would be... Um, could seem like inappropriate timing at other you know you just meet someone out and about and then you start hammering them questions about work. Or sometimes it, it, it's cool but sometimes it's not, you know, it doesn't feel – so to have a dedicated time where you, we just sit down, we just talk and you don't feel like, oh, no, I'm boring this person telling them. Or, you know, no, no, you're not boring. Them. That's what we're, we're here for. So you go into more detail, you, you well, follow – Well, and also
1: you're learning the art of the conversation. Yeah. It's just been lost, you know. Yeah. Small talk is small talk but to be able to have a robust conversation or, a you know, just – find out about someone mm. it's just doesn't happen as much i mean i really miss having dinner parties that was one thing that melbourne was really good at yeah um and just inviting all sorts of random people and having mm. ridiculous conversations yeah um
0: yeah that is a good time when you, you do kind of break off and do those long form sort of conversations don't you in the social kind of setting but i, I, I know exactly what you mean and, and following thoughts all the way through instead of cutting them off and like f- especially for people like with You and I with young kids, you know what it's like trying to have a conversation when your kids are around, they're always broken and then you're trying to catch what the person said and then your kid's mm-hmm. pulling on your shirt and it's like so it's quite, quite hard to sit down and have just a, a, a dedicated conversation but half an hour, an hour, sometimes podcasts are three hours long. I love it, you know, you get right into the weeds of things and you go off on tangents and like you said, the art of the conversation and it, and it is an art, an art form, mm. you know, and um, so it's just cool that... Um, yeah, you guys are doing that for one and just call this something that we're doing in general because in the time of... where media is at the moment and, and everything's so digestible, sm- small clips and viral videos and stuff, it's good to go to the opposite end of that scale yeah. yeah, flesh it out.
1: Exactly. And I think that's the other thing is there's, you know, there's that forced conversation. I'm not about to sit here and scroll through my phone whilst talking to you. Yeah. But, yeah. um, uh, yeah, it's, you know, when we're thinking about our posts out um, for the Junction and the Courthouse Gallery, it's like, okay, short and sweet,
0: mm. 30
1: seconds, you know, that's too long. How are we going to communicate? Yeah, because w-
0: even people like myself who loves to listen to long-form podcasts, it depends what you're doing, how you digest your information. If I am flicking through a social media app, I don't want to read a, a five-paragraph post on Facebook. It's not the right Time, place for it, you know what I mean. You're just like, oh, God, you flick past that one. <laughs> yeah, but whereas if I read that in a blog, I'm, oh my, this is really interesting. What this person's got to say. So it's time and place for the for the information to be spread out like that, isn't it? So, mm. And obviously, podcast is the right time and place for it. So mm. yeah, so eight, eight episodes um, monthly. Did you say you do? Yeah.
1: So we've been endeavouring to have conversations with um, all of the artists that we've been exhibiting. If we've got – we've got a fashion festival coming up, so we'll look to interview a few people Mm. for that. Um, The most recent podcast that we just did was with Puppet of the Pilbara. Um, So
0: they had the big – the big bilby was it what was it number big number yeah yep. um, yeah so yeah. we
1: had um we actually uh had elise bachelor who's the creative director of the new theater company in town hatch theater and okay. um, she interviewed leon who is the brainchild behind the last number yep. and so we launched that at the same time as the last number yeah right being launched here in headland
0: yeah i was of two minds to go to that we actually would had a couple of things on that morning and then I remembered seeing the big uh, flashing sign for it about the puppet on at Civic Centre Gardens and then I'd forgot about it during the afternoon. I went for a walk with the dog that evening and I was like, I could hear something down the road because I just live three streets down from Civic Centre there. I was like, oh, that's right, there's a peak puppet show going on at the Civic Centre <laughs> Gardens. And then as I walked past, I was like, oh, that's cool, man. I should have got the kids down yep. here and... Oh, uh, timing sometimes, but I cut a little snippet as I, as I was cruising past. Exactly. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it looked cool. All the kids like that, they were getting involved there around, getting to pull, like, you yeah. know, move parts of the of the Numbat yeah. and be involved in that. So yeah, very interactive, obviously.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. it was um – Something a little different for Port Hedland to be mm. experiencing puppeteering, I it was definitely on that scale because it wasn't—it yeah. wasn't small.
0: No, it's giant. There's mm. a big scaffold set up holding the thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and they—they um, they put up that scaffold in like cyclonic wind.
0: Yeah, if you know? yeah, this wind's been crazy, but I'm not be honest, I'm not complaining about it. It's the reason why it's not 40 degrees every day so far. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And I don't fish, so I don't really care.
0: Yeah, I do. Uh, well, I, I spearfish more than anything, but uh, sort of every now and then these days, I don't have time, you know, mm. so I'm not, I'm not too spewing about it. The, the good weather will come back. I've got to work every day, so I've got to work outside in longs and longs, so I'm pretty happy that it's not baking hot just yet, you know.
1: You've just got to find that friend that has still got a freezer full. Mm. Carry over from winter.
0: Yeah, I've been getting a few drop-offs lately. It's been good.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Yep, oh, need yep. to yep. tap into some new, <laughs> new friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. The old drop-offs are pretty good. Someone's got too much fish in their freezer, so it's a, it's a good problem to have.
1: Well, we can um, – we've been – this morning I was saying where we were collecting mangoes. Yeah, yeah. We've just – we collected, I don't know, six bags so far. Yeah, right. And, and the y- tree's still full.
0: Yeah, they get – the little ones?
1: No, no. The big, big. – Delicious. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, yeah. Like, are they called Ken- the Kensingtons? Yeah. The big ones? Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: I just uh, one of the jobs um, we've handed over recently. A house had two massive mango trees in the backyard. And we waited till the last minute to harvest as many as we could, but they were just the small ones. It's still still nice, yeah, but not okay. as good as the Kensingtons. But how good is that? You get one of those and you uh
1: mm-hmm. you get
0: smashed by the bats.
1: No, and this is the like we're we're just like literally going day by day. Do we start? Cutting them down now, hoping yeah. that they ripe before the bats get there and just cane the tree, but yeah.
0: But you aren't getting cane by bats just throughout the, the, the year. Yeah, right. Because we've got, I don't even have mango trees at my house. I've got a couple of trees on the, there's four trees around the perimeter. They, ha- they grow this big, massive nut on them in the middle of the year. It's like a big hard nut. It's, got like a, well, it's not a nut. It, the outside's a nut. It's got like a fruit on the inside. Hmm. Um, that gets smashed by the bats. And then we've got two, and I can't remember the name of it either, but... Is, um You'll see them everywhere, these um, pilbert trees, with tiny little leaves, and they've got the flat seed pods on them. Yeah, yep. And then they flower, and they get smashed by the bat. So they're on top of our clothesline. We've got shade cloth over the clothesline now, and then I've got, I got to wash my car like twice a week because they, they shit all over it, and there's stuff that they drop out of the oh, out wow. of the tree. It just, just get hammered. But then these trees give so much shade to the yard. So yeah. every now and then you think, oh, I don't want to cut this tree down, and then, you know, I don't know, it's putting shade right over my kitchen window, you know.
1: I remember the first year I lived in Hedland, there was um, some cockatoos. It was just opposite Shea Gap Park, yeah. And there was like a plague of co- cockatoos that lived in the trees. Mm. And my neighbour just like every morning, incessant squawking. Oh,
0: yeah, it's a horrible noise too.
1: Yep. And my neighbour, um, she uh, was she was sick of it, so she got her air rifle out, yeah. started shooting them. <laughs> shot her foot. Oh, really? Accidentally. <laughs> I think it was her screaming that got rid of the the, got the twos instead. Yeah, 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 Didn't come
0: back. <sighs> Shot her foot. Geez, she was getting a bit excited. <laughs> yeah, that's a horrible noise when they start going off, though. And they'll just tr- destroy a tree pretty mm. quickly. Eucalyptus and then you get eucalyptus all over the, all over the car or the floor or wherever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bats. It's bats for us. You can see even hear them fighting at night. <laughs> yeah. Up in the tree, go there with a the spotlight, catch them flying around. They're pretty big. Big wings- wingspans on them, oh, too. Really. Yeah. I know there's a little bat around, but there's obviously a, a bigger bat. Kicking around too, because you can see by well, the wingspan they're, they're quite big.
1: Yeah. Okay. I always remember um as a kid, we lived in Queensland, and um on the power lines, there'd always be the the deceased. Oh. You know, legs between the two. Put their foot on the yeah. two eyes. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. happen anymore. Underground power lines.
0: Yeah. I know. Yeah. Power lines. There's so many things from. I don't know what vintage you are. I won't ask. I won't be rude. But I'm 37. So, you know. The, the way things have changed so much since i was a kid obviously the internet was around what mid mid 90s i suppose so it was around when i was in high school but it was really rudimentary what we were doing um they basically used it as big systems between the school to link yep. it all together and stuff like that uh, mobile phones i got a mobile phone when i was about fifth uh, so not 15 when i was about 16 or 17 so maybe the last year of high school it was kind of Keep it in your bag when you went out on the weekends. Yep. You could text your parents yep. for a was lift. Was a Nokia? Or, it was a Nokia yeah. 5110, I think yep. it was. Yeah. With Snake? Yeah, yeah. Yep, Snake was about all you could do on it. And then eventually they started getting internet on the phone, but it was crap, you know, and then you still had a little screen if you wanted to watch anything on it, and then the rest was buttons. And now it's just supercomputers in everyone's pocket. You've got internet 24-7 wherever you go. People don't – you don't just – you know, I used to catch trains and buses around. We used to skate a lot. So we'd catch a bus to a train station, then wait for your mates, meet up with your mates, catch a train somewhere else, and then skate around to schools and shops on weekends when they were closed. And you'd be sitting there, no phone, no internet, just sitting there looking at people. and
1: <laughs> The foundations and, of the art of the conversation? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> ch- ch- chat to someone random, or you just sit there and yep. look and think, you know, and that just doesn't happen now. You go on a train, you go down to Perth and go on a train, bang, yeah. And, and it's 67-year-old men and women doing it as well, mm-hmm. you know. Occasionally you see some random with a newspaper, you go, whoa, look at this. <laughs> it's all just head down
1: mm-hmm. in the in
0: the phone, you know. So I try and be conscious of that, and I'm by no means not addicted to my phone like all of us sort of are. They've done a good job at doing that. But I, I am conscious of it quite often, especially when you're with the kids. Mm. Sometimes you go, oh, I've got the phone out, and the kid's here, and you just put it down and, you know, get involved. Or if I'm just... In a shop Mm -hmm. If I'm waiting for five minutes For something You see the hand goes Towards but No don't get your phone out Yeah Oh you've got it in your hand Because you're going to pay With it sometimes But just leave leave it there It's so tempting It's just there all the time
1: Yeah I guess Yeah I got no I mean we Really I mean with my work I'm on On the phone a fair bit Yeah Um, It's a
0: blessing and a curse Isn't it
1: Well at work It's fine Like that's just the way it is It's when I get home It's Mm. just away until Georgina goes to bed and oh, then Oh it's good. You yeah. know, I ignore my husband on on the phone. No.
0: Yeah, was... you gotta it's, it's <laughs> hard, you know. It's like you catch yourself sometimes mm. at night. My wife has trouble sleeping sometimes. I'm like, babe, you've got to put the phone down. <laughs> It'll get you all G'd up before bedtime, <laughs> you know, that, that screen action. Oh love it. Hey, um what's your what's the next uh guest that you've got planned coming up?
1: For well, the uh we to be honest, we're probably looking to interview someone that will be part of the Fashion Festival for oh, next yes. year. Yep. Um, we've got a few guests. Which, which Fashion Festival? Uh, Pilbara Fashion Festival. Pilbara Fashion Festival. That's our um, big first half of the year activity. Cool. But we just launched um, – not launched, that's the wrong word. We're just Over the last six months, a year, we've been working on a project called TEND and it's about um, – it's for the Indian Ocean craft Triennial. Which is next year? Um, the,
0: the, the the say say that again.
1: Indian Ocean yeah. Craft Triennial. So triennial it happens every three know. years. Okay. Yep. Um, and it's involving all of the communities that are on the Indian Ocean mm-hmm. rim, so from like South Africa all the way up to Egypt, across into the bottom oh, half wow. of Iran, um, down India, mm. Asia, Australia. Mm-hmm. So quite a lot of. Different communities. I
0: just started thinking of all the different cuisines when you were talking about uh, those countries. Ed. I just wanted to go and travel. <laughs> yeah, oh man.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, and so, this we've we've got a few um, events for that coming up, and so we'll probably interview uh, this lady, um, Sultana.
0: Sultana. Yeah. is First that name.
1: Yep. I need to upgrade my name. Mm. Um, Sultana. She's an artist and a curator, so we'll have a chat with her. Um and she's from she's based in Perth. Yeah. Um her uh, cultural background's Indian. Yep. Um and so super keen to to find out more about her and her she's a jeweler amongst other things. Yeah, cool. Um and have a chat with her. So that's our next podcast. Yeah. Um and then it's Christmas.
0: Yeah, yep, have a little break and get back into it next year. Yeah. Christmas is just around the corner. Hey, are you would you are you going what are you doing? Are you, do you go back to Melbourne or, like, is uh, that a thing? You're not even going to be no, really well, able to? Do you usually?
1: We normally yeah. head back, but yeah. um, we'll head up to Broome.
0: Mm.
1: And I was just reminded the other day that Broome is sometimes hotter than Headland.
0: It's going to be stinking hot. It'll be humid yeah. as. Yeah. yeah. But you're stay in somewhere with the pool?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's all right. <laughs> no, apparently, no. It's, apparently it's still full as well. I've got friends who have just been recently, you know, normally empties out by yeah. probably October. Um. August October, but yeah, they're still full. Obviously, with the whole COVID thing, so they'll probably be pretty, pretty. I don't. It won't be packed, packed, but it'll be vibrant. And That'll still, be good. Yeah, still, still moving through the whole wet, the whole wet season. I'd say
1: probably see half of Headland up in Broome.
0: Yeah, well, we're going down to um, Denmark.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, it's nice. We we spent, um, I think, ended up spending like five nights there last Christmas. So we went down to Perth. Did Christmas in Perth and, and saw the families and everything, and then cruised down to. Um, we were going to go to Albany, but we couldn't book anything. Like we didn't book far, far enough in advance. To we, we didn't want to go to a caravan park anyway. We like to go sort of bush camp yeah, or yeah. off off the grid a little bit. Couldn't book any of those places. So you just got to roll up and try your luck. And it was so busy. So Albany was a no go. We spent a night at the overflow caravan park. Uh, overflow. I think it's not even a caravan park, but at the golf course there. Ten yep. bucks for a patch of dirt on the road again the next day looking for places and heading closer and closer to Denmark and we're on the phone again on the phone yeah. trying to find places yep yep yeah, 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 there you go with, with availability uh and we didn't find anywhere well we found a spot in Denmark but we couldn't get in so another night in an overflow um but it's called Paris Beach Resort and then well not beach resort Parry's Beach Camp.
1: Oh, I think we've we almost, yeah, we stayed there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. like there's a little caretaker's hut and a yeah. patch of grass right at the entrance to the beach and then a big sort of bush camp, they yeah. call it, that opens up behind.
1: Yeah. We so, saw whales down there, actually. Yeah, it would
0: be, yeah, yeah on that bay. So we stayed so another, I think, three or four nights in Paris once we got a spot and just loved it. Yeah. I never not there was so much to do in Denmark. We've yeah. always been like Margaret River, um, Witchcliffe, you know, Bunbury, Busterton, all that sort of area. We've got friends down there. Um, and then we obviously went a bit further and I just thought of Denmark as a little quaint town with just like those beautiful Big but not arts much scene to do in Denmark I bet there is yeah mm-hmm. and, and just heaps to do with the mm-hmm. winery and brewery and there's mm-hmm. stuff for the kids to do we didn't get to do half of what we wanted so we're like we're going to come back here next year and spend a couple of weeks so that's what we're doing and we're actually s- sort of not bypassing but we're spending five I think five nights in Perth and then down in Denmark for the bulk of it, Christmas, New Year's in nice. Denmark. Yeah, get away from like the we spent time in Perth last year and it's great to see family, but it's like traffic and the shops are packed and we feel like getting pulled this way and that and it was all just hectic. And then we were in Denmark and it was just like, ah, oh, this is yep. more our pace. Or like well, let's just do more of this and less of the Perth thing. Mm-hmm. So so that's what we're doing down there. And funny you say all the people in Broom from Headland because we we bumped into, I think, two separate families from, from Broome, uh sorry, from Headland last year down there. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, one we knew, um, a family that we knew on the beach, hey, how you going? Hey, what are you guys doing down here? And then r- randomly, then this has actually never happened to me before or since, but chatting to a couple, um, at there's like a big adventure park down there, yep. and just chatting to them, and one of them goes, oh, literally said, are you from that, do you have that podcast? And I was like, No way! Yeah, how do you know about that? I like, oh, went from Headland, and I think they just seen my head oh. or something. And I was like, Well, I've never been noticed before. And no, someone from Headland asked me while I'm in Denmark about the podcast. <laughs> I was like, Wow, no way! So that was pretty spun out. And then talking to people this year, there's a few people who were, who are heading down there. I think actually even Samantha was thinking of going down yeah. that way. I'm not sure if they are, but yeah. think
1: they're going to go east elsewhere. Yeah, yeah.
0: But oh, it's all opened up now, mm, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. So. Yeah, apparently, apparently Denmark's a, a bit of a spot for for the headlanders as well.
1: I love Denmark. We um we had a um a troopie. Um, gosh, it was I'd just fallen pregnant with Georgina, which was a real bummer because of all the wineries. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we had a troopie and we were cruising down from Albany back up to Perth via Denmark and Margaret River, mm. and Denmark was awesome. We actually camped at the beach, you said. Yeah. And then inland on the Bibbulmun track. Oh, yeah. Like, um, it's probably somewhat dodgy because we arrived at night time and you're not really sure where you are. Where you are, if you're on a track. Um, Yeah. 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 Um, But I loved it down there.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. You'll
1: have the best time.
0: (laughs) Oh, there's a – that bay at Denmark is like – it's probably about – just from I, I think it's it's about 15K from point to point, big white sandy bay there, and there's that river mouth that obviously joins up on a high tide, surfing there, fishing there, just like, it's just mint, loved mm-hmm. it, you know, we're allowed to take the dog, we've only got one dog left now, and the old boy died start of the year, but we'll take the dog with us, so, you know, our little family, bar Careful the, of bar cats, Yeah, I think, it's, yeah, they're <laughs> definitely down there, but... I won't be going out deep. I'll go for a bit of a surf in the in the pack, just yeah. off the just off the sh- Yeah, as long as there's
1: one more person behind you.
0: Yeah, I'm like <laughs> that. I always feel a bit more a yep. bit safer when there's people around you. But it's definitely definitely terrifying down there, aren't they? The sharks. Yeah,
1: you don't hear much of down Denmark That's way. Fun. That's more people washed off cliffs. But I mean, yeah. you
0: hear about it, Albany though, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. Anyway, yeah, you'll live another day.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully.
1: <laughs> 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 what a morbid note.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, well, that is a morbid note, but I was. Uh, one other thing I was going to say was, um, I think we just covered it. Actually, I was going to ask about next year. You've got the big fashion parade going on. Podcast is going to keep keep on on keeping on. Um, yeah,
1: we're, we're looking to do more across the whole of the Pilbara yeah. next year. So we do a little bit across now, mm. but we've got a new position that will actually be based in Caratha, and they will help support the rest of the. Um, communities in in the Pilbara, so that's really exciting.
0: Is there not a lot going on in Karratha in the way of art?
1: They've got – they're, like, really great grassroots arts organisations, but um, they're all volunteer-based and then the city's doing some great stuff. So the Junction has got funding for a position and we'll base them in Karratha and I guess the vision is that you can be able to connect, like – I mean, one of the foundational things for us is capacity building. Mm-hmm. So there's so many amazing artists and makers and they can facilitate workshops here to our community here as mm-hmm. opposed to having someone from Perth fly up.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so we want to be able to understand what those creatives and makers are in um, the rest of the Pilbara and be like saying, okay, you here over here in Tom Price, here's a great opportunity to be facilitating a workshop here in Karratha, Yeah. vice versa, and just, Making that happen yeah, net, um,
0: network around and then so then that effectively ties them to, to you guys as well, which gives them a bit more of all, you know, access to to the benefits you get from being a funded organization yeah, and, and yeah just
1: yeah. I guess it goes back to the the point I was making about not having it at arts for art's sake, but if we mm. can help um, give people the support to be able to have it as their full time gig doing what they love doing. Mm. Um, we can give them the platforms for where they can be teaching and sharing or exhibiting yeah. or performing, then everyone's winning. Yeah, yeah. Particularly the community.
0: <coughs> when you say arts, um, sorry, you say creatives and makers, what do you, what do you mean by that? What's the, the difference well, uh, there?
1: artists, makers, performers, creatives.
0: Okay, um, creatives. Yeah. yeah. So makers are people that... Like like you know, like sculptures, or you're talking about like boutique, like making boots or, like yeah. or knives and stuff like that. Yeah. So all all, all yep. of that all falls under it. Yeah, yep. that's something that's coming back a bit. Hey, like boutique, um, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, not like that not accessories, craftsman but type? You, yeah, 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 things that you actually, yeah, like people making a a chair by hand from reclaimed wood, you know, or like the knife scene, the handmade knives. Mm. So that seems to be going going off at the that's moment. That's really cool. Yeah, so
1: cool. Um, there's um, Think he's just left town, but there was an amazing furniture designer that actually was in town living yeah. here in Headland for eighteen months. Yeah, right. Um originally from Melbourne. Yeah. Um but just you know, come up here for try something different. But mm-hmm. he's like phenomenal furniture maker.
0: Yeah, right making stuff from scratch was he, yeah uh yeah yeah, yep. yeah. cuz there's a few people in town a couple of um, ladies doing like the upcycling mm. but who actually you know Michelle
1: went, with Millhouse yeah, yep Millhouse
0: and then there was um, Rustic Creations by Charlie I yep. think was the other one yep. yeah yeah so that's that's pretty cool like everyone likes to have try their hand at it which is what that's all about but there's a couple of people who are actually pumping out some really high yeah. quality stuff you know yeah it's, I think I think Charlie was from Melbourne as well, from Vic anyway, was heading back. Last I spoke to her because we got a piece done by her, an old chest Um, and then a a COVID thing happened so I'm not sure if she might still be in town. I
1: haven't seen her on socials
0: Mm, for a while. Because I think they were on the verge of leaving like in March so who knows what happened there.
1: And I guess that's the interesting thing is that like you, I mean how long have you been in town for?
0: Um, This is our second time around. So we came up here in... 2011, I actually grew up in, in Carrather, so I'm kind of ah, from the Pilbara. Yeah. Spent 20 odd years down in Perth, met my wife. Um, we got married and a week later moved to Headland, so honeymoon in, in Headland.
1: And she'd never been here?
0: She'd never been here. She got the job here. I was like, let's get out of Perth. And we, we needed a sea change, um, big time. Needed to get away from certain um, crew that I used to run with back in the day. It was just a big change of lifestyle and everything, you know. Um, just get out of here, let's try something different. We'll go up north. I was like, I'll go anywhere um i'm pretty easy and she just applied for some jobs got a job here at, at health headland campus um boom so we, we moved up obviously housing and ev- they help you out moving and all that sort of stuff which was great because we were skint um we couldn't have got ourselves here probably uh, otherwise and yeah i remember driving into town and and i have i left carath when i was eight so I, don't, I didn't have distinct memories of it but i remember driving into town coming over the salt bridge and you see Nelson Point there And everything And kind of had, And the salt mine and I had like These background f- Visions in my mind Like you know, little sort of Like memories mm, Yeah But I remember Just driving in March Middle of March Late March actually
1: That's the worst month
0: Oh, and Just driving in Going What have we got ourselves in, yep. so, and we were both kind of just silent in the car for a little bit.
1: Don't they say you cry twice? You cry when you arrive, and then you cry when you leave. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, we did f- nearly nearly five years that first time around. Had our first kid, our shady, and thought we'd get back home to get him around his family, nephews and sorry, cousins, and, um, aunties, uncles, all that sort of stuff. Did two years in Perth and thought, no, let's get the hell out of here, go back to Headland." Yeah. Um, and we kind of needed to leave to appreciate it yeah. you know I guess you hear that story sometimes that was us you know you kind of think the grass is greener on the other side whatever um, came back and I'm just loving it this second time around is more of a permanent yep. gig for it. there's no sort of you know five year plan or whatever yeah. it is like you know I'm just we love it we love him being here so yeah. I do have some travel plans in in there somewhere we really want to do the Australia <laughs> Nice. A, a full trip around, you know. Probably I was hoping a, a that you year. weren't going
1: to say international because...
0: No, no, I want to do a year around Australia, especially now is the, the, the good time mm. to do it. The kids are at the right age. Um, you know, that's what we're actually physically working towards right now. and We're basically going to get ourselves a position where we own the caravan, own the car, have the money in the bank to do it, go around Australia for a year, homeschool the kids and and... and, and Spend all the cash, come back, start again. I don't care. You know exactly. what I mean? You're like you're not going to regret traveling Australia with your family for a year, are yeah, you? One day, no. You get the to it.
1: life skills that so that everyone learns. Yep. It's phenomenal.
0: Yeah, that's it, mate. And, and the podcast will be something I do yeah, on the way around. I When chat to people in different spots, so you know the caravan will have a little. Uh, we'll have that set up as a little studio when I need to be a little pop-up studio. Fine. And that's why I'm working on the YouTube channel to get that. um yep up to scratch so we can film and put that – and have it all tied in together. So, you know, because I won't be able to just chill, cruise around for a year and and just, oh, yeah, see the sights. I'll be, like, needing to do stuff.
1: No, exactly. And you just find that right – that right setup for you in terms Mm. of work, if you want to call it work. Yeah. Um, And just exploring. And, I mean, you should get the kids to do their own little podcast and chatting to – yeah, other kids.
0: Well, I think my boy. Speaking of um, uh, the arts, he's a little artist for sure, man. It's too young to know what Heidi is at this stage. She's very. Young. She, she she does love music and. I am, as I said before, I love people uh, following their passions, getting out of that. I call it the matrix, getting out of the matrix, and do. It. And if, again, if you want to be a, an engineer and that's what what you love doing, you know, you love being on behind a computer, sort so, sorting problems and dealing with numbers and figures, and cool, that's that's awesome. But if that's not you and you want to do something creative in in life, I love people that are going after it and chasing it, and I just want to give my kids that. Um, the confidence, confidence yeah. yeah, to know. Look, hey, if this is what you want to do, do it. I want to build a platform behind you so that you, we can give you a hand. You don't have to worry about money and just, you, but you got to work. Mm. Like so, those two things. You know, occasionally I don't want to generalize, but occasionally in creative people there can be. Uh, a lack of work ethic, you know, I think musicians and stuff like that can go hand in hand, you know what I mean? And I don't know why, whatever that, whatever that comes from, maybe it's because they push against that system and go, well, I want to let them know that they marry those two together, hard work, follow your dreams and you can actually do it. Mm. So
1: we, um, you asked before what we've got on the cards for next year. The other thing that we're exploring is becoming an RTO, a registered training organisation. Mm. Um, in partnership with another organisation to be able to deliver courses that, like I said, aren't Mm. currently offered here. We went and chatted with the high school um, like six weeks ago and it was just fascinating to understand which subjects are being selected and these kids' visions Mm. being so narrow to just industry because that's – you know, if their family is just an industry, that's all you know. Yeah, and we want to be able to say, actually, no, there's this whole big wide world out here, which is what the teachers are encouraging.
0: Yeah, but, which is wonderful. But you need the you need the infrastructure behind it.
1: Well, and if there's a qualification that we can be in that structure, because you know, the for kids they're too young to potentially be as regimented. Yeah. Um but if there's an offering there, um, in graphic design, in you know creative studies, in even business to some extent, because mm. you're you're able to inject that creative component, yeah, 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 that enterprise, that innovation, yeah. you know, who knows what we could offer, which is super exciting.
0: Yeah, that's really cool, and
1: uh. potentially even um, uh, AV uh, sound. Oh yeah 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 technician yeah you're yeah, yeah.
0: a technician that's cool because that's something that uh, Gloria and I spoke about actually how she was specifically talking more about um uh at the time about like um the the um hospitality industry mm. offering those courses to people in town to try and train them up local people to go then go into those roles in this town rather than relying on transients all the time it's yeah. great to have the backpackers come through and fill those roles you always want that to happen it's cool they bring a different vibe through town and all that but you don't want to just rely on them fully And then, then the dome can't open up for exactly. six months because there's no
1: there's no workers there's no
0: workers and then like you said people are so industry driven in town because that's what they see if there was actually the um that culture around it in town as well that oh well yeah, there's industry but i don't know, just don't want to work in a mining company or oh, there's a big arts community here or oh, there's you know there's the hospitality industry that's now yeah. growing and there's actual decent pubs and, and restaurants yep. and stuff to, to to go into and work here that'd be really cool to see that coming through um you know and like you said give those kids then a chance and a platform to launch off and, and not have to if you want to do those things, leave town, run away. You got to yeah. stay here and keep that here.
1: Or if they do go and get further education elsewhere, there's a reason for returning.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like um,
0: bring your knowledge back here and exactly. help them enrich it further. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, as I said, that's a big thing I want to teach my kids. Man, is and um, I think I started that little um, tangent because my boy, yeah, super little little artist, man, just cool. He'll he'll um, he'll draw for hours and hours and just look at it and. As parents you always think that your kids are great, but we've definitely scoped out all the yeah, <laughs> I'm always checking with other my, my 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 sister, her kids and and other seeing other kids their age. What are they what are they up to? Is he I think he's actually pretty good, you know? Like <laughs> and just the passion for it, he loves it, so it's cool to see that.
1: You'll be the uh the arts manager.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm always. I am on his case and a little bit. Come on, mate. Going to give me. A, I haven't drawn me a picture lately. You want to draw me? Oh, <laughs> okay. Come on, draw me a good picture, mate. Gets in there. Once he gets in his zone, he's just off. So.
1: He could do 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 your logo, although you've got a pretty cool logo for uh, you. This was
0: designed locally as well. She's moved on now, but it was um, uh, Telling Designs Natasha yeah, Rady. Natasha. Yeah, yep. yeah, down in Mandra now, but she did that for me. Oh, oh. She, was, she was great to work with. You know, back and forth, and just trying to get a an idea of what I wanted but let her put her spin on it, yep. you know. So that was really cool.
1: enjoyed
0: that process, yeah.
1: Oh, well. Well, do your oyster with it.
0: Let's see it. Hey, is there anything else you wanted to cover?
1: No, um, no? it's just been nice chatting. I think, um, like you said, an hour out of your time just to have a mm. a conversation.
0: Yeah, a good chat and – no, it was really oh, – I love these, these – again, I love this podcast, I love these chats because you get more out of it than, you know – We've tried, chatted about so much uh, more than I thought we would just chat about to, today, which is, again, why I spoke to you about these notes. I really want to try and make those minimum and just a little little points to make sure, yeah, that's right, I want to ask this one thing, I want to ask that one thing. <laughs> or if you do you get stuck, something to give you a bit of a push in the conversation. But if we can just chat naturally and it all comes out and, and um, fill an hour, so that's, we've just clicked over an hour right now. Um,
1: awesome. Yeah,
0: I'm, oh, well. I'm, I'm happy with that. Too easy.
1: Well, we started with Fleetwood Mac. Maybe we'll finish with another... Song.
0: Go out on a song?
1: I don't know. Do you play music at the intro and outro?
0: I, I will at the I will. A special request. i play, um, I play a section of a song at the intro and that's nice. what I name them after and I'll do that later on. I'll go home and I'll, yep. I'll do an intro for it. And a special request, I'll do an outro. Another Fleetwood or something else?
1: I reckon. I, I'd let you know that one of my favourite songs was Happy. Happy. When ah, my, you did. Pharrell yeah. Williams. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Um, just actually played that for my daughter this morning on YouTube yeah, for right. the first time. And now I'm regretting it because every time I see her, she's like, happy, happy, Do you like happy? John Butler? Yep.
0: You heard his, his version of it? No. He did it for like a version several years back. Do you know where I met him? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Where at?
1: Um, in, so the, in, the,
0: in the creative realms somewhere?
1: <laughs> no, I used to, um, Dad used to run a university college in Sydney. Yeah. So I lived on campus. Yeah. And um, once a year they'd had a massive ball and would always have a really big headlining act. Mm. And John Butler was a, one year.
0: Yeah, right. And you get to meet because you were part of the, in, in with the, the, um, well, I was in the year faculty. 10,
1: and I was like, this would be so cool to tell my mates.
0: Yeah, he's, he's amazing, man. I, um, the first time I saw him live <sighs> would have been, geez, 2002, maybe one or two, mm. maybe even earlier, it might have been two, yeah, 2001, 2002, something like that. And we were at the big day out. The prodigy were playing, so anyone who remembers when they play will be able to date that. The prodigy were playing on the main stage; they were the the, the headline act, and all my mates were like, "We're gonna go see the prodigy," and I was like, "Oh, I, mean, I don't mind some of the prodigy's tracks, but you know, I'm gonna go see John Butler." So yeah. I broke off on my own, and he was on one of the smaller stages, off to the you know the little side stages. Went and watched him, and just kicked back, man. I, was, I, I, had, I had a bit of a scoob, sat back there on my own, and just. I had the eyes closed Feeling the music Just absolutely loving it He kills it live You know Like it really takes you On that that journey Mm -hmm. Just absolutely loved it man And then I've seen him Several times since I've seen him at Rocket concert uh, As well I've seen him I think three times But he's so So good live You know Mm. Yeah That That they just they'll break out and just jam for ten minutes, get the bongos out, and you know, he'll put the guitar down and be playing and they'll go for a big bass line uh, solo and it's just uh, it's awesome. So good.
1: I feel like um I also like Xavier Rudd. I feel like he came to Headland.
0: Yeah, last last year I think at the pier. It might have I been think, two years ago. But. Yeah,
1: I think I saw him. Mm. At the P- I've seen it's him the at the pier. worst
0: P. place in the world. He should have been at Civic Centre Gardens. It's, <laughs> it's just terrible. He's another guy that's a brilliant live. And I was never a fan of him. I didn't mind his music. But when I first got with my wife, Em, she was like obsessed with him. So all of a sudden, I was just like, oh, who's this guy? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <Cutting laughs> in on yeah, my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she was right into him. So we went to a Blues and Roots Fest at um, um, Fremantle. Oh, yeah, yeah, at Frio. And. He was the headline act, so I'll grudgingly go along and watch him and just watching him live, I was like, Whoa, that's the full one man band mm. stuff. He's got the drum kick mm. going, the harmonica on the neck, and he's just playing this, you know, guitar and singing as well. And I was just like, Wow, I got to the end of that and I was like, Babe, he's awesome. She's like, Yeah, I know, I've been telling you for long. I said, Yeah, well I've got a crush on him now too, so it's all good.
1: And it's bigger.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I've seen him twice. He's really good, but I didn't watch him at the pier and break my heart a little bit, I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've always know. called
0: it the prison exercise yard there. It's like a it, concrete yeah. floor wall. It's like, jeez, what have I done wrong? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, you just kind of tune in on whoever's playing. Yeah, ignore, yeah, ignore yeah, fair enough.
0: Um, yeah, well, I'm pretty happy with that, if you are. Yep. Too easy. Well, uh, Average Man Podcast, episode number 86, Dreams with Katie Evans, and we'll go out yeah, on, on Happy by Williams. Too easy. Thanks for your time, Katie. Thank you. Cheers, mate. And welcome to episode number 86 of the Average Man Podcast, Dreams, brought in there by the smooth sounds of Fleetwood Mac. Uh, This week's episode is a chat with Katie Evans from The Junction Co. Um, The Junction Co is an art gallery here in town, and Katie and I had a wicked chat uh, today, actually about... Yeah, the, a little podcast that they're doing Through the through um, through the pot, through the, uh, the the gallery actually And also just about a bunch of cool stuff That's going on around town uh, At the moment and coming up next year To do with the, um, the arts and creative community here in town So yeah, let's just jump straight into it And let um, Katie tell her story And uh, yeah, thanks for everybody for listening A big shout out to the Lit app Who had on last week Shout out to the Junction Co um, And yeah, uh, shout out to all the local headland businesses Around town, mate um, Yeah, Uh Let's just get into this one, episode number 86 of the Average Man Podcast, dreams, peace.